boy Meech, and this is session 19 of the Space to Place podcast. I'm your host, it's your boy Meech, aka Young Drip God, aka Young Juice God, and I'm back at you with another episode with my two guests, Kula and Jire. You. Yeah, much to have you guys back, and it's great to be back on another podcast. Last week, things got a little busy, you feel me, but we back grinding, you feel me, don't stop. And on today's uh, edition of the Space to Place podcast, we'll be talking about demon tropes in anime and manga. Now, for those who don't know, a demon trope most commonly used in shonen is whenever like the main character or a prominent character in the story has two sides to them. One, their average everyday personality self, and then there's another inner deep inner darkness that they have deep inside that comes out in dire situation where like they're about they're just like they're about to die or they need to just find that inner strength and it's just like okay well let me take over since you can't do it yourself you feel me and it's kind of like a personal conflict with the character in question so i wanted to ask you guys what are some of your favorite demon tropes in the some of the anime and manga that you read or watched all right. Uh, so since we talked about demon tropes, you can't leave out Black Clover, bro. You can't. You can't. It's one you also of can't leave out Naruto. Oh yeah, fact. Black Clover mm-hmm. is one of my favorite new gens going on. Um, you know, your boy Asta, typical demon trope has uh, fucking whenever he's in dire straits, he summons his power. You know, typical stuff. Um, oh, can I talk now? Sorry, yeah. sorry to. Um, so like I mentioned, you gotta bring on Naruto. Uh, you gotta bring up Yusuke from uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. I guess you could even count uh, the adult form of like Gon, because like the way he acts, some people might say like he's demonic. Um, sure, sure. Uh, oh. I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of Bleach, but you gotta mention Ichigo and his, like, uh, oh, yeah. Hollow path. Um, there's, there's a lot of examples, obviously, but, um, oh, is it just anime, or can we talk about, like, uh, other, uh, Yeah, anything. Talk about like, anything. Uh, so, like, um, Eamon Etrigan in, uh, the DC Universe. Uh, how he's, like, He's half like Jason Blood, and then other times he's Etrigan. Like, you gotta mention him as well. Um, I guess Hellboy, uh, like when he's at full power, he counts, even though he's technically half demon all the time. Uh, there's a lot of examples you could you could bring up. Right. I bet, bet. Uh, yeah. Um, some of my favorites are obviously Naruto, though. That's probably like one of the most iconic uses of the demon trope because it's kind of like the main character is like he like he doesn't even know why the village doesn't rock with him but when he's like in and it's like the nine tails comes out when like dire situations or when he feels like naruto is going to uh, die himself and it's like subconsciously he's uh naruto's unaware of it you feel me and you finally get to see like when the nine tails comes out in these dire situations is like okay now i see why the the this nine tails is a threat because it's kind of like 
it's just it brings Naruto to a whole nother level from what he is currently like normally in like in his base form. You feel me? Right. Uh, you definitely got to bring up Yusuke. I think that's probably one of the most uh, unique ways of bringing in like a demon trope because I don't think it was ever like hint. I don't know if it was ever hinted in the story up to that point with like the whole Mazaku thing. So it was definitely like a nice twist seeing that. It was like, okay, Yusuke died again. What are they gonna do now? And then you find out like somewhere down in his blood in his like generation, he has demon blood in him and it's from uh Ryzen. I think that's his name. I think it's yeah, like Ryzen. ten generations or something like that. It was like a thousand years before his his a thousand years before grandpa, however many generations that is. Yeah, it was like I think it was like forty plus generations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was definitely uh, a twist I didn't expect at all when I was watching it. And it was implemented really well too, because it was like Sensui is the human that wants to like he wants to conquer the demon world and let them out, and it's Yusuke on the other hand who was a human who got turned in or like who has demon uh, blood in him who wants to protect the de- uh, the spirit world, you feel me? So it's like opposites and parallels to one another. Um, you got to bring up Ichigo, like you guys said, his inner hollow is just, White is just, he, he he's a savage, like right. clear cut. It ain't even no question, bro. Like when you see him about to come out, it, it, you know he about to pop off like how he did when White was training Ichigo, he was like, hey, yo, you better not die because I'm going to take over, you feel me? Right. And then you see that in the uh, fight against Ukiyora, and you just see what uh, White can do when he's like, when Ichigo's not himself, and like, he's not subconsciously aware of it anymore, and it's, he, he's like, no slouch at all. Um, With Gone, I think you could say, you could, I think you would call that a demon trope, because it's kind of like, it's, it's a complete 360 from what we know of gone it was like in a moment where like he didn't even know what he was going to do it was like um well see i didn't think of it as a demon trope i took it as um so you know how in nen you can give yourself uh restrictions to make your nen more stronger i took it as yeah, yeah. he sacrificed yeah. basically his life for more power that's what yeah. i think so i didn't i mean also you could also mention like Killua, like he has the switch between like assassin Killua and like normal kid Killua. Uh, depends on how you want to define a demon. Yeah, like, true. Does it have to be supernatural? Or are we talking about like a, a distinct shift in like personality? Maybe have like a more negative aspect. Right. I I I think you can classify both because you could definitely tell there's like a bit. If this was like different from their regular personality, I would classify it as like okay, yeah, there's something kind of demonic or like they're able to control the way their emotions are at a certain situation like almost like a light switch they can just pop it on and off you feel me right so or maybe if they reach a certain point like they get pushed too far maybe emotionally or physically like like you said a light switch goes on uh they might not have a uh, conscious control of it maybe not at first but like it's something that goes on when it's like to save them like an emergency switch, like almost. Yeah, most definitely. But to bring this to a new point, I do think that over the years, the demon trope has become overused. Like, 
overused and just too saturated. Like it's too. We need to move on to something else. Somebody needs to get more creative and find something else. In my opinion, you talk about what like the new gen anime that used like the demon trope, or you just talking about, about like anime as a general. Anime in general, I'm like thinking of it back. You know, you bring up Yusuke. Yusuke, that Yu Yu Hakusho, that's been out for like I don't even know when it came out, but I can tell you, out like the early nineties, I believe it was like nineteen ninety four. I think it was. It ended uh, like the manga ended in ninety four, and then like the show was in somewhere in the mid nineties. Right, and so yeah, prime example, Yu Yu Hakusho has been out for that long, and we still today have demon tropes still coming up over and over again and it's just it's getting out it's getting it's getting tiring you know kind of tiring it's it's still cool to see and stuff but like after a while you know we need to switch up we need to find a different way to bring something in or something so do you do you want like the the trope itself to like get innovated or do you want like them to use it less to like yeah, clarify, I think innovative, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to just like evolve that from to something else, something different. Mm. <laughs> I can I can see that because it's like, um, uh, yeah, I can see how the demon show could get like oversaturated because it's kind of like every like it, especially with like shonen anime. Like everywhere you go, an MC's got like a demon in them. It's like, like okay, all right. Uh, what what else is new? Y'all gonna give me something new? Cause it's kind of right. like y'all kind of biting each other's stylus at this point. Exactly. Not to say that, not to say that you can't use a demon trope, but it's just like if you're gonna use it, you gotta make it unique. Have like a restriction on the demon trope, or make the demon trope like the norm in the story itself, and make like the original personality of the character like a taboo you feel me well you can say that about any trope to be honest like any storytelling uh form like there's always the unfortunate thing about uh life is there's no 100 percent original idea like you're drawing off of like what you've seen in life or what you what inspired you like there's something there there's like there's literally it would be literally impossible at this point since like we've been had human like storytelling for literally thousands of years even before we had like written records and stuff like that so like it's a little bit hard but like you you gotta make like the idea your own right like like there's been there's been thousands and thousands of like space westerns and stuff like that but like George Lucas made his own take on it and like Star Wars is so famous because everyone liked the way he did it you need to do that with like any genre pretty much but like you have to be innovative a lot of people unfortunately they just see what works and they're like oh this works because i saw it be successful before and not realize it worked because the author used it in a way that people either hadn't seen before or hadn't seen in a while and like they made it their own thing like uh like dragon ball like there's been fight manga before dragon ball but dragon ball like akira toriyama was very good at mixing in comedy mixing in these other things to make it his own unique thing and make it palatable for a lot of people. Right. 
Yeah, I think definitely then we shift in the problem to too many people are or not enough not enough people are doing their own thing with the demon tropes, you know. Yeah, that's why I went back to my first point. I was like, if you can you can use a demon trope in the anime. I don't have I don't have no issue with that. That's pretty much common, like I said, in Shonen anime. There anytime there's like there's a demon trope a demon esque trope is gonna be used somewhere in a battle manga. Where even if it's not like a demon per se, it's gonna gonna be like something that the character has like biologically or they're inherited with it, you feel me? But like I said, if you put restrictions on it or if you switch up the temp like the thing entirely, where like I said, if you take the demon trope and you make that in the norm of the monk or like the stick okay, say you take uh a battle shonen. The norm of, you could have the norm of the battle shonen be that the demon and trope is just a natural part of society. Like everybody has a demon in them and they're expected to like um embrace that demon regardless of the positive and the negatives. However, you could have a protagonist that refuses his inner demon and his positive emotions overpower that and he's looked out at as the outcast because he seems too happy or too positive. He doesn't belong in like the world that he's in. See, you know, something like that. I would I would like think he doesn't that would get be into that. his animalistic uh feelings and emotions and primal yeah. instinct. I think that would work amazing for like a battle series. Trademark that shit, Meech. <laughs> shoot, let me go ahead and get the idea real quick. You feel me? Nah. Chase that bag. <laughs> but yeah, that would be, a, I think that would be an amazing idea because in battle shonen manga, uh-huh. anger is a key part of like ba- of, of the battle. So at some point, if you see a loved one lost, you're going to like usually the main character is going to get into a fit of rage and their inner demon is going to release. However, you take that inner demon and you like seal it away or like like I said in the, in the context of my uh, story, like that inner demon isn't necessarily needed and the positives outweigh the negative emotions that you have at that point. And everybody's like, yo, why are you not letting your inner demon out. You should let it out. It's the norm. Accept it. That's who you are. And you're just like, nah, bro. I'm cool on that. So I, I think that would be an interesting take on the demon trope. Mm. Or another restriction, you could be like, you could say it was something was sealed inside of you, but like instead of people ostracizing you, they you could uh, the people could look up to you as like a savior for holding on such a heavy burden, you feel me? People lift you up to a higher standard that you usually are, and then the character feels a conflict with himself. It's like, I'm not all that great. I'm just doing this because I was it was forced upon me. Like, I'm not really a hero. I'm just... They just forced this shit on me. Like, you feel that sense of pressure. Exactly. You do something like that. That would be hella interesting, and to see how the characters interact in that universe. But yeah, there's plenty of ways for you to revitalize any trope. That's how I would do it with the demon trope, in my opinion. Do you have anything else you want to say, uh, Kula, before we move on to like the next thing? 
Nah. I'm I'm good. Okay, uh, you can ask right. him if you want. But um uh how <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh how important is the symbolism in a demon trope to you guys within the respective uh art form? It has to be really important. There has to be a reason for me, for me personally, it has to be a reason for it to be this way. Like, I, I, I can't stand, like, having a plot hole that just makes no sense. And I know a lot, you can argue that some, like, a lot of the ones, a lot of anime that I like are exactly what I'm saying I don't like. But they just, they work for me in my opinion but if somebody were to create a you know somebody trying to make a new anime it has to be a reason for me um and that's why i think also why i like black clover so much is because there had in my opinion there has to be like they made so much mystery out of it in with the first just using the first episode that we already know when we do figure out it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be crazy i can tell it's so you're like, and, oh wait, sorry, did I cut you off? No, you're good. You're good. Uh, saying uh, you want them to, to not just use it just because they can use it, but to have like a good reason yeah. to use it, like have a good internal logic for why that character has whatever ability or whatever uh, second personality. However, we're defining like the demonic trope. Like have a good a reason that makes sense within the structure of the universe and also outside from like a storytelling exactly. perspective like it's not just oh he has a demon because like having demons inside you is cool but like yeah oh it's actually gonna lead into something else later on right exactly and i think that's part of the, like with naruto looking at naruto you know i always like naruto but in terms of being one of my favorite anime, it's not that far up. Like I, I definitely love it, but like the way that they use the Nine Tail Fox and all the other demons, I feel like could have been different. Like could have been it could they could have done a lot more. I don't know. I don't know. They could have done more, in my opinion, to make it because it was just like. I know it, it just seemed like it was just there, you know? It was just put there. I don't know. It just seemed they 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 didn't like tr- really try to give them a story in my opinion. But yeah, that's all I have to say. Um uh, can you say the question again? Uh, how important is sim- the symbolism of a said demon trope important in this uh, s- respective series? Okay, okay. So I'm going to break it into two things. Like within the series, um, the actual like symbols, like usually a lot, most of the times when you have like a demonic trope, there's there's symbols um, attached to it within the series. But like, um, like having like those little those little Easter eggs almost. That you can like point out, like, huh, something doesn't seem right. Like, like now, I mean, like the little uh, lines. You didn't, 
you didn't know exactly what it meant at first. Like when you first saw him, you're like, oh, shoot, what? he's like glowing orange and has like like whiskers on his face. Like what what's what does that mean? Like having those like little clues that allow you to like as a viewer, be like, oh, clue you into like, oh, there's something different. Like I got to I got to pay attention or this is something that's going to be important later on. That's very important in my my mind. And then like in terms of like meta having the meta part of the symbolism like uh in blue exorcist uh he's the main characters are the sons of satan and like him having blue fire is like a very important symbol within the the series itself but also it's a important symbol for us the viewers to say oh he's different like everyone else has different powers from him he's like he's like the special almost like there's a reason why his flames are blue and he has like the little devil ears and fangs and stuff like that. There's a, there's like a uh, importance attached to that symbolism. Um, so yeah, it's definitely really important having that symbolism, not only within the story, but outside the story for like the viewers to catch on and like realize, Oh, there's something about the story that hasn't been fully explained that let me pay, pay more attention. All right. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh, um, how I think the symbolism of the demon trope is very important in your stories. Uh, it really gives like it gives a sense of duality within the main character. Is like it lets you know that the main character isn't always perfect. He has a flaw within himself that he must overcome or somehow try to coexist with in the um context of the story like with Naruto Buddy didn't know why he was hated around the village it's like you're six you're trying to play with other kids and you have like these grown ass adults like oh no you can't play with him and you're just like yo why what's the issue the third third Hokage fucked up man fuck Hiruzen he really (laughs) oh my god like I liked him when I was like growing up, but like as I reached adulthood, I realized how badly he fucked up that whole situation. But continue, me. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's like you have the six-year-old kid wanting to play with other kids, and these adults are like, "Oh no, you can't play with him. He's the bad kid." Or like, and nobody is telling you why. So it's like, what the heck? It's like, and it builds like a sense of insecurity within yourself, because Naruto even stated in him, he stated when he was talking to Obito, like, Buddy had insecurity issues every time he went out, because people looked at him differently, like he didn't belong in the village, and he even said he could have went the same route Obito went if he didn't have the people support, like the people like the third, uh, Aruka, Kakashi, like, people around him to be like, okay, we'll get you through this, you feel me, and it's like, it's definitely something that I enjoy as a as a viewer of uh, stories, where like they come to realization that they do have something wrong, and they're able to accept their demon and kind of try to coexist with it on like mutual terms. And it's also like uh, it just just in general. Some of the times the demon tropes they lead to. I think they add on to like a, like a extra layer to the character that we never got before, especially when it's like the first time you've even seen the trope. 
Um, and you're just like, whoa, what exactly is this? Is this why they don't like him? Is like, has he always had this thing inside of him the whole time? And he just needed to be in certain situations for it to be used. And it's just like, will he? And it makes you think uh, questions like, will he ever master it? Will this uh, end up going wrong? Or will he succumb to the darkness? So it's like, it's like you have that balance of questions like, what side is going to lean on? You feel me? We know he's a good guy, but this thing and that he's dealing with, this inner demon, this could make him turn left real quick because he has no control over his actions. Um, I also think, like, if it's done properly, like, I would say, like, it's, uh, and it ex- it's explained in the context of the story, like, with Bleach and Yu Yu Hakusho. With Yu Yu Hakusho, I just remember, like, I think the reason why he, Yusuke, had the demon, and, like, like demon blood in him, it was, like, as... He continued venturing on into a spirit detective. Like, I guess it was something where, like, he just got, like, the blood within him just got so accustomed just being in these life or death situations to the point where, like, once he died again, the monster blood inside him was able to reawaken, and that's why he was able to come back without an actual heartbeat because demons don't have, uh, because Karama said demon hearts don't. Uh, what do you say? Demon hearts don't need a heartbeat in demon world. It's like okay, it's like wow, okay, that makes sense. And then you go back when like because Yusuke's been in these life or death situations several, several times. The spirit detective, he's always trying to figure out what to do by the skin of his teeth, how to get pulled out of W. And it's and it's like I said, the symbolism is like he's the spirit detective that's getting rid of these demons, but. In reality, he has demon blood within himself. And same with Ichigo. He's a Shinigami. He deals with hollows. He has to deal with the Gose 13. But deep within him, he has a hollow within himself that he must control. Spoiler alert. In order to... Spoiler alert. If, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean... He's like 10 years uh, old. This came out in... Uh... 1999, I believe, and it and the, the the anime ended in 2009. You have had more than a decade. <laughs> if you wanted to check out Bleach, you have had plenty of time, sir. Yeah, all the shows that we're referencing, yeah, you guys had plenty of time to watch them. There's no excuse. Um, and it's just like how how that's able to. That um that ends up changing like their perspective of the world in general, and I definitely like that because it's kind of like one small slip up, you could go the wrong way real quick. You feel me? And mm-hmm. and so and for and I like to establish like these demon trolls come up with dark, with these demon trolls come some of the greatest designs ever. Like Ichigo's Vastalorde form, mm-hmm. that's just sick with the with the horns. Yusuke's uh. De- his demon form with the long uh, gray hair. That, that was that, badass right that there. I had me for a long time. <laughs> the Yusuke, the, no. demon, uh, the demon Yusuke, that was my Avi for like a while, for like at least a few <laughs> few days. <laughs> then you got Naruto with the, when he didn't uh, when he didn't friend Karama and you have the one-tailed cloak that I always got hyped when I saw the, the clothes. And then you just saw the different forms of them um, when it went from yeah, one I mean, to two to four to six. I love how he 
with that. Like, it was so much different when he was a kid to when he fought pain. Oh, my God. And with the bones. Oh, my that, that. And then also seeing um seeing his his cloak form, like uh when he cloaks uh Karama's chakra. Right. That um they that is a clean ass design, to be honest. His design justice. That his design went crazy. If anything. I don't even like the color orange, but that show made me like orange. Like, come on now. Yeah, I ain't even gonna hold you. Orange ain't even one of my favorite colors, exactly. but Naruto's one of like that form is just clean. Especially yeah, exactly. when you saw uh, Minato, Minato's version of it with the slightly darker orange yeah. is clean too. Yeah, most definitely. Like I, I like those non-tilt forms were incredible. Especially the one with pain. That was that was just wild. And then I uh, like uh, when the series progressed, when uh, he got control of Karama's power, you got the uh, the QB chakra cloak. And then he, as the war progressed, he eventually mastered that. And then he eventually, he gets the Sage of Six Paths, which, which I think look is the sickest design for an art. So like the Sage of Six Paths, war, like war art, Sage of Six Paths, Naruto's design is is top tier to me. That, that just looks dope. Him with the chakra rods, that that was that went crazy. Oh yeah. Um. Shoot. But yeah, yeah. That's my question. That's uh. That's what I have for that question. Um. Oh wait, can I add something? Um. Yeah, go ahead. First thing to add on to your point about uh, Yusuke, I think that as he was fighting all those demons, the more and more he used his energy, the more and more he was awakening his demon side. Um. He was awakening them like he, he was feeding it spirit energy and like it got stronger and stronger. And then it reached a point when he fought Sensui where it was like, oh, I have enough spirit energy to like present myself because like he didn't have a lot of the demon blood, but he had enough of it. And then uh, also fuck for reason, because like he did exactly the opposite of what Renato told him before he died, like literally so many of the problems that happened in Naruto could have been avoided if he had just told Naruto, "Hey, you got a demon in you." Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't know why he decided, or, or even if he didn't tell him, why did you, the third Hokage, not take in the son of the fallen fourth Hokage, your damn self? Like, right. why did you put him in the slums to drink ramen milk and not eat nothing but ramen? But we don't, we don't move on from that. <laughs> Uh, so my thing is fuck, fuck. But my thing is, I feel like uh, the demon trope is really a, a way of showing the duality of man. Like we all have evil in us, and we all have good in us. It just depends on what you decide to to allow to be the top thing. You decide to like to lean into that more evil side of yourself, or do you decide to be? The good thing. Like, Heckle, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde, that also, I think, would count as, like, maybe one of the codifiers of, like, the demon trope. Mm. But, but you can uh, continue me. Sorry sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to say... <laughs> no, you good, bro. Ah, uh, shoot. Uh, I was... Okay, for, like... 
is probably will be 33 minutes in. Okay, we'll see how long this. For the third question, I would ask, what do you think are some of the worst demon tropes that you've guys seen from any former media that you've watched or have read? Um, the worst form of demon tropes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. The worst Um. Well, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Nice. The unfortunate thing is, if it's bad, I tend to forget that shit. Like, oh my god, that was garbage, and then never think about yeah, it again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, why did I waste my time watching or reading that? That shit was dookie. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, what, what's oh, the words? Oh, 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 Soul Eater. At the end of Soul Eater, the anime. The end of Soul Eater, I think Maki had some, like, something in her. It was so... It, it, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at uh- all. I just thought of one, but this this is partially just because I don't like that that series that much. But like, um, you guys remember Digimon Frontier? Uh, not really. I've never been a Digimon guy, but uh, go ahead. But um, basically, basically, just to explain the concept for people who might not have heard of it. And up until then, Digimon had been like, oh, it's like a Pokemon, or like you have like a human and you have a partner Digimon that they like make a ball and then. Digimon Frontier, you evolved into the Digimon. Like I didn't, I really didn't like it. it. Was like basically like if you mix Power Rangers and Digimon together, which you know, thinking as a child, that should have been my shit because I love both of those series, but I don't think they executed it well. Um, I actually, remember but two, I have two examples from that. But um, my bad. I remember. Well, this is spoilers for a show that's like more than a decade old. But anyway, um. At one point, there's like a dark, there's like this lot character that comes out. He has like a pterodactyl shape and stuff like that. And like, it turns out he's a twin brother of one of the main characters. And like, oh, he's on the evil side, blah, 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 blah. And then he like eventually joins a good side. And I, I wasn't really a fan of how they handled that plot point. I was like, eh, they kind of phoned it in. And then towards the end, you find uh, the main villain is like this. He's basically based off of Lucifer, like the the biblical uh, character Lucifer. And like at first you meet him as like another character, and then turns out, oh yeah, that guy was totally evil the whole time. Like blah 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 blah. And like this was (laughs) terrible. Why did I watch this? Other than the designs of like the Digimon characters, everything in that show was garbage. (laughs) The designs are good. I gave it to the designs, but everything else in that show was subpar and I was disappointed Right. and then I watched it again as an adult to see like oh maybe I was too harsh on it as a kid as an adult it's even worse I'm like Jesus Christ this is terrible mm. <laughs> so that's my example of like ones I thought didn't handle the trope well um Hmm. See, I can't really. I don't know if I. I can't really think of anything. I don't know if I necessarily have one where I think the demon trope was bad per se. Um. Yeah, man. I, I don't. Hmm. 
I mean, this is kind of, they all follow the same formula, you know, so it, it's kind of hard for it to not be done right, I feel like. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, I, I can see how, like... You have to really be bad to fuck up the trope. Like, it's pretty... <laughs> yeah. It's pretty easy to, like, okay, here's a character. He has another side of him. Or he has two... Th- maybe he has two distinct personalities within him. That's, I guess, another version of it. It's, it's really hard to fuck up that trope. Yeah. And if you do, I'm almost impressed. Like, how did you mess this up, sir? <laughs> Like, it's almost impressive. Like, how? This is one of the easier tropes to use in the world. How did you fuck it up that bad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't think I got one. Like, I honestly can't even think of a bad one. I will answer this, though. Uh, another one. I don't know if you would consider it a demon trope. But I think no, I would. I think you consider it uh, from uh, Roni Kenshin, Kenshin Himura, the main character. Uh-huh. He literally has like two sides to him, and it comes and it dates back to like um, what, what board was it? The Meiji board? Uh, uh, yeah, the, the, I believe it's called like the Boshin War. I think or, it was when uh, Baku, Bakumatsu. Uh, Bakumatsu. Um, there the Boshin War was like a led up to the Bakumatsu, but it's basically the war that led. It was like ant- imperialists versus like the shogunate forces in Japan at the turn of the century. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that basically that war led to his name of being Patosai, and like, buddy has he uh, he's been killing since like forever, like since he was young, and and Kenshin's like he's not. Um, He's not a young protagonist, but he's like 28 when we're first introduced to him. <coughs> um, and it's like, uh, when you finally find out about his past, it's like, yo, this nigga was killing since he was a young. Yeah. And it's like, you find out why he carries a blade that doesn't like kill the reverse blade sword. And he's like, okay, now, I, now we see why you are the way you are. You're a wanderer because you want to redeem yourself for the sins that you committed in killing innocent, uh, killing innocent people, quote unquote. Right. And you want to live a life of protecting the innocent. And it's like he de- he does struggle with that whenever like his uh his love whenever like a strong enemy comes from like his past or like people he knew in like his in the era that he came from that they're still killing and then they don't share the ideals that he has and they conflict with each other. You feel me? Like with him and uh, his rival uh, Saito, he follows the uh, the Shinzen Gumi. I hope I'm saying that right. It's been forever since I seen yeah, it. Uh, yeah, Shinzen Gumi. He, f- he follows that the way of uh, what is it? The it's Slay like- Evil Immediately? Yeah, that He's like, those are the teachings of the Shinzengumi. And apparently him and Sai, him and uh, Kenshin, their individual squads, they followed the same uh, quote. But, but of course, Kenshin had his own thing with his squad, but it was still, still the same thing. Like, they slay evil immediately. And for 
and uh, Saito's like, you went behind that and you just became a coward. You're nowhere near as strong as you were when you were the Potosai. So it's kind of like everybody who who's, who met, he's met in his past is like, hey, bro, you got weaker since you decided not to kill. If you would have turned that blade around, I would have been dead immediately. So it's like, because, and, and you see that in the series, like if Kenshin were to have flipped his blade the other way, so many people would have been dead from jump. Like it wouldn't even be a contest. But but he sticks to his principles of not wanting to kill. And that's what leads to these amazing character moments with everybody in the series. And the fights are just phenomenal because of Kenshin himself. Like he vows not to kill. And he stuck with that the whole time throughout the remainder of the series. Which is still amazing, by the way. Check it out. <laughs> It's uh ninety five episodes, but go to you. Sorry, right, um, start from episode one all the way to sixty two. Stop right there and pick up the manga because the last bit of it is just nothing but filler. But if you want to watch it, go ahead and watch the filler. But sixty two, read the manga because the manga has Kenshin's backstory, the fin- like the final arc in the manga that never got animated. It's phenomenal. Like, definitely pick that up. But yeah, I think that would be one uh, one of my favorite demon tropes per se because I like Kenshin as an MC. He's like top three in my on my list, and the duality between him and the Batosai that's within him is like it is phenomenal. And like the moment he has with his master is like, okay, you have to conquer this or you're going. Is like. If you don't uh, conquer this, you're going to die. I don't need to teach a man who fears death and has to use the Potosai side in order to face it. You should face it regularly, you feel me? And I think that's uh, it's poetic. It's like, and it's just the, it's just him staying with his principle of never killing and just keeping that all the way through this, the whole series. And that's what I think um, is incredible. Dang, y'all, Meech about, Meech about to make me go watch. Uh, <laughs> oh, you should have been watched it. It's it's amazing. All right. Yeah, it definitely is amazing. But like, yeah, if you're going to watch it, and that's what. One, if, if you need a, a a place to watch it, the sub and I believe the dub versions are both on Crunchyroll. So like, you have no excuse. <laughs> yeah, they're on Crunchyroll. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it. That's all I have to say on that. I I think that wraps up this podcast. I only had three questions for this week. Um, I'm getting ready for a bunch of stuff this week, heading over to ECU. But I appreciate you guys uh, coming on the podcast. Um, you can catch these guys on Twitter. Uh, Jair has his own uh, podcast, the Emerald Expression Podcast. Uh. You can find where these guys are at on Twitter. Go ahead and say y'all ads. Uh, my ad, my ad is uh, jlash20, so J-L-A-S-H-2-0. I'm thinking of making a podcast channel, a podcast app, but I'm not, I'm not exactly sure yet. Um, and then, like you said, uh, you can catch me on Emerald Expressions on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, excuse me, excuse me, Anchor, and all the other places. Um, thank you for uh, checking me out. And you can find me on Twitter at, at kidhoodie 
one two three K I D H O O D I E one two three. Bet bet, and you can follow me on uh, it's your boy Meech on Twitter. I'm pretty easy to find. Got a mortgage in Avi. You'll see King Meech on my uh, as my name. Uh, yeah, make sure to stay tuned for the Space Place podcast. You can catch it anywhere on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, practically any media, social media app that uses podcasts, essentially. Uh, make sure to stay tuned in. We'll keep coming out with the episode topics every week for you guys. I know a lot of y'all, uh, I think a lot of y'all are being patient with me. With these, they don't necessarily come out every week, but I'm trying to get better at that. But yeah, I appreciate all the listens. Um, make sure you guys stay safe out there. Wear y'all masks. Black Lives Matter. And as I always say at the end of these podcasts, we're getting that clown out of office this November. <laughs> we gotta manifest it somehow. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, most definitely. That got to get them out of here. And also, Reed got a high school. It's gas. Yeah. But until next time, I'll catch y'all later. Peace out. Right, see. See y'all. See y'all later. Physicality.